Shalom. Uh, our topic is is stealing less than a pruta. The word pruta is is a minimal coin on the on the totem pole of different coins, um, and uh, it's a very very small coin. Um, if you make uh, if if you they if you make the calculations based on the Rambam's uh, uh, determination of what a what a pruta is, it ends up that it's it's something very very small, uh, somewhere between ten and and fifteen agorot in uh, it, the way I I saw it calculated most recently. So so it's extremely um, extremely minimal coin. Uh, let's say you say you steal less than a less than a pruta, so. So we're going to discuss uh, that uh, that topic uh, first in an agaric way and then in a halachic way, and we're going to discuss a particular shaila that might come up uh, eventually. And that is, let's say somebody uh, passes by a, a fruit stand, and every day just pulls off a grape and takes it, and. Uh, Again, there was a time when not every single thing was was on the security cameras. But but let's say there's a fellow who who uh, who just you know every day, not that he's testing it to see if they're sweet enough, and then he's going to buy them. No, he just walks past, grabs a grape, and and uh, and eats it. And he does this for 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 a long time. Meaning he goes to work. And never even speaks with the with the owner of the store. Just passes by, grabs one, and uh, after a while, for argument's sake, he's in a he's in a dafyomi shir. They're learning about the sugya, the the issue of pachos mishava pruta comes up, and uh, he says, "Oh my gosh, I've been doing that. I want to do tshuva. Wait a second, do I have to go up to the guy who owns that store? Who knows how many grapes I've taken over the years? Do I have to go pay him? So that'll be the." The 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 shaila the practical halacha question that we're going to deal with, God willing, later on. First, I'd like to discuss uh, uh, an agadic side of pachos mishava pruta. Uh, the Gemara in Sanhedrin daf kuftes uh, connected with a with a mishnah. Uh, this is in Perik Chelek that that eleventh uh, Perik in Sanhedrin that. The people of Sodom don't have a portion in the world to come. So, as that parak does, it then amplifies and it and it spends a about an amud's worth of of uh, of uh, of lines on on the topic of Anshe Sodom, and it lists a lot of the 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 unjust laws of the people of Sodom, uh, including things like. Uh, uh, Somebody who owned an axe would be part of the rotation of people that would be watching the oxen. And so instead of just, you know, everybody watching their own oxen for a day uh, and then everybody wasting a lot of time. So there would have one pe- one person who would who would watch all the oxen and 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 he would everybody who owned an axe. So they would take one day of, of watching an axe. People who didn't have an axe, they would take two days. So that's the. That's an example of one of the uh, one of the one of the laws in Sodom. That's where the Gemara discusses the famous Sodom bed. That if somebody the bed was of middle size, if somebody was very tall, they would chop off their 
their uh, extremities so that they would fit the bed. Somebody was was very short, they would stretch him so that he would fit the bed. That's an example of Sodom. Uh, Sodom, they would, a poor person would come, so so they would all give him a coin, but everybody would write his name on the coin. And, and then uh, nobody would give him bread. And uh, apparently they wouldn't even let him buy bread. And then he would die of hunger. And then everybody would take back their coin. That's an example of of uh, of, uh, of Sodom laws. So one of the one of the things it says about Sodom, the Havale Dara Delivni, Asi Kolachad Vechad, Shakal Chada. Amale Anachada de Shakle. Somebody who would who was building a building and he had a pile of bricks. So everybody would come and take one and they would say, I'm just taking one. Somebody who was who was uh, spreading out his his garlic or his or his onions, so everybody would come and take one, and he would say, "I'm just taking one." Um, this is uh, we're all familiar with this in preparations for Shabbos when there's uh, when when there's some uh, very good tasting food that is. Uh, uh, that that is prepared for Shabbos. It's waiting out. So everybody passes by and say, oh, "I'm just going to take one." And so uh, when Shabbos comes in, uh, there's very little left. Anyways, uh, there's a Gemara, there's a Yerushalmi that says a similar thing about the generation of the flood. Amar The world was full of Hamas. Now, Hamas is something to do with uh, monetary uh, immorality. Umahaya Hamsan, what was it? What was their their Hamas? What was their uh, theft-like behavior? A person, a man would go out and he was carrying a, a box of, of turmosin, which is these lupine beans. People would make sure that they would take less than a shavapruta. Something that wouldn't be able to be extracted through, through judges. In other words, something that a court case, somebody wouldn't be able to, to, uh, to do a court case on. Now, I, I want to suggest uh, that if you take a close look at the context of each one of these, the the case about Sodom does not mention uh, judges. It just says everybody would do this, and everybody would say, "I'm only taking one." By 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 the Rishalmi about about the Doramabul about the generation of the flood, it says they would make sure they would take something. That the that the judges wouldn't um, wouldn't take away from them, implying that uh, that there was a system of justice, but people would evade the system of justice. By Sodom, it sounds like this is the way they did things. It doesn't say necessarily that it was a law, but it seems like it was. This was common practice in Sodom. Now the the uh, I in in uh, in the Mishnah it lists uh, three things: Dora Mabul Einlam Chelak Lamaba, Dor Aflaga Einlam Chelak Lamaba. This, by the way, the voweling is Haflaga. We were just discussing here whether it's Hapalaga or Haflaga. Uh, in the in the voweling that is in the computer program, it says Haflaga. 
uh, the generation of the dispersion, the generation of the Tower of Babel. So, so they have no portion in the world to come. And Anshay Sodom, the people of Sodom have no portion in the world to come. And the, the Mishnah lumps these three together. The Maharal uh, points out that these three really correspond to three different aspects of a person. The, the generation of the flood, their, their, their corruption was in the goof, was in the body. And sure enough, you'll see that the generation of the flood has a lot of, of, of uh, sexual sins and everybody was taking, taking, taking for themselves, for their own, for their own uh, uh, stuff. Dora Flaga, the, the generation of the of the Tower of Babel. So when the Midrashim talk about what 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 they were doing, it sounds very like a very heady kind of of sin. Uh, they were waging war against God. So that sounds very, very like like a negative spiritual sin. They were doing something, something in their mind, their 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 theory, their approach to things. And the people of Sidon, when you look at the at the Agaritas, so it, it seems that that things were connected with their their approach to judgment. And um and the Gemara lists all their unjust laws and unjust uh communal practices. Um and so so the the morale describes that as as a sin in the nefesh. Now now uh there's there's body, there's mind, and the nefesh is is like where a person's perhaps decision making ability is, where a person's uh, being is. Not referring to by the way, not referring to the soul, the godly soul, uh, but nefesh. For instance, uh, nefesh, nefesh is used when let's say uh, there's a war, and uh, x amount of people are killed in the war. So the Torah will say something like, "So many nefesh uh, uh, died in the war." Okay, so so that's the the everything played itself out uh, in the Dora Mabel and the Dora in the in the in the Sodom, in the world of Pachos Mishava Pruta, less than the worth of a Pruta, uh, because they were looking, perhaps they were looking for a way of of doing something unjust, but saying that it wasn't it wasn't uh, if you will illegal. Uh, and so, so what you see with them is is a lot of unjust laws. And so, there's a very um, uh, extreme example in the in the world of the people of Sodom of of legal but not moral. Uh, in the world of the of the generation of the flood, it's immorality and avoiding the legal system. In the in the Anche Sodom, they were trying to use the legal system to achieve their immoral ends. Um, the and and uh, you know and and that's a classic thing. Is 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 if I just take a little like what did I take? What did I do? Is very small. It wasn't anything. What did I took one? I took one. Um, so that's an example of where a person can. Uh, if it, if like the generation of the flood, like get something and not have to bother, not have to take the risk of of the courts, and uh, and in Sodom, where where 
it sounds like they institutionalized it where where everybody got taken advantage of people got taken advantage of uh and and everybody was able to have a good uh kind of legal rationalization of why it was okay now the issue of gezel shavarpruta so our case of the of the fellow who was uh I'm gonna shift into halachic mode. Uh our case of the fellow who kept on taking uh taking a grape from the stand uh over over time. So might be uh an afkamina such uh, a practical ramification such suggests the Minchas Chinuch, um or of Yeshua Babad of of Tarnopol. Uh uh thus he suggests uh, perhaps is a uh, is a uh, is a is a practical ramification of two different approaches to the issue of gazel shavarpruta of stealing less pachos mishavarpruta less than a shavarpruta. The Rambam says, "Kol agonev mamon mishavarpruta umala overa lotase." Anybody who steals from a pruta's worth and on transgresses lotignovu. But then in the next halacha, he says, but it is prohibited to steal a little bit according to Torah law. The Ramam says something similar in the laws of theft. Anybody who steals a, a pruta's worth, he transgresses the, the deen of, of, uh, of, of thou shalt not uh, rob, and but then the Rambam says, uh, and it's prohibited to steal even a little bit according to Torah law. Even in an idolatrous Gentile, if so, he should return it. Now, the um, the oh this this heading should be the the Magid Mishnah. The Magid Mishnah on that Rambam says, "Vedin shave pachos mipruta bemamon, kedin chazi shiur ba'isurin." The the uh, the Magid Mishnah uh, explains that pruta is a shear. Pruta is a halachic measurement, just like kizayit is a shear. And just like like kibetza is a shear, just like the size of an olive or the size of an egg is a shear, or a ravit is a shear, or a quarter of a lug is a shear, so pruta is a shear. It's a it's a it's a uh, an amount that's relevant for different different laws. And says the Magen Mishnah, the law of less than a pruta by monetary things is like less than let's say a kezayis of pork for prohibited things. Uh, or, or less than a uh, a kotevet agasa, a certain uh, kind of date for uh, for Yom Kippur. So eating less would be an example of 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 a chazi shir. And the same way you have your machloket, uh, um, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish, whether chazi shir is asur min Torah or not, whether there's a biblical prohibition against chazi shir. So you have the same thing by by uh, by theft, and says the the uh, just like things that are that are in the world of prohibited or permitted so in the world of 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 theft that's the magen mishnah's approach the minchas chinuch says 
in, in just adds a, a, a world a word of summary. Nira mitzvah, it seems from what the Magen Mishnah says. There's no mitzvah to to return it uh, because the mitzvah doesn't apply to pachos mi mishava pruta. Now, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin. There's actually two Gemaras in Sanhedrin that both have to do with, with the Noahide laws. And they both mention the same idea. One is on Sanhedrin Nun Zion, one is on Sanhedrin Nun Tes. Here's the Gemara in Sanhedrin Nun Tes. The Gemara sets down a principle that there's nothing that is permitted to an Israelite and prohibited to a Gentile. In other words, when you look at the seven Noahide laws and you look at the 613 Torah laws, you're not going to find anything... <laughs> That that is permitted to an Israelite, but prohibited to an Ovid Kocham, to a Gentile. Um, so then the Gemara goes through a, a number of things that seem to be different. So the Gemara says, um, one of the Gemara's questions is, wait, pruta. what about less than a Shavar Pruta? Let the Pruta's worth, which is prohibited for an uh, for a Gentile, uh, um, for uh, let's say a Gentile stealing from a Gentile and uh, a Jew stealing from a Jew, it would not be. So, uh, so again, it, 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 we could tweak it a little, uh, the mitzvah of, uh, of returning it. You could say it's talking about the mitzvah of returning it. Again, according to the Rambam, it seems to be an issue of, uh, it seems to be, uh, biblically prohibited, but so you could say it's talking about the mitzvah of returning. So, so the Gemara says, even though the Gemara, excuse me, the Gemara seems this Gemara seems to be talking about what's prohibited. Um, but uh, so the Gemara says, there it's because the the Gentiles are not naturally going to forgive that small amount. There's something, there are some characteristics which the Gemara um, uh, uh, discusses are, are typical to Jews, that Jews are, are Rachmanim, Baishanim, Gomle Chasanim, Jews are merciful, Jews have a certain level of positive bashfulness uh, or shame. And uh, if you can get the right positive word for that, and uh, as the positive trait of, of Baishanim, and and gomli chasadim and they do chesed and perhaps part of the chesed is that is that there's a certain level that that you, that they're forgiving on less than a shor but I, I could care that's fine it's no problem I couldn't kill us um, so that's a difference uh, between the Jews and the non-Jews so the Gemara suggests that perhaps uh, again as a as a as a general rule again you're going to find a particular Jew uh, that's an exception find a particular Gentile that's an exception the Gemara is laying down a, a sort of general general cloud about Jews Jews versus Gentiles uh, uh, and and this is not a difference in the law it's simply a difference in the application of the law and and the reality so it just so happens the same prohibition exists just it doesn't apply to this particular amount um to the jew because of the situation okay um the minchas uh after presenting the rambam 
as explained by the Magad Mishnah. So then he says, From the Gemara in Sanhedrin, it, it seems to be that the Atan, the Pachos Mishava Pruta, the reason why there's no mitzvah to return less than a Pruta that was stolen, Machmas Mechila, was because of, of forgiveness, meaning that the person who it was stolen from, the Anigzal, he forgives less than a shavar pruta. Again, there were pious people that even if you stole, even if you stole more, they would forgive. Rav Levi the Ganovim would come and 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 steal from him, and he says, "I forgive you. I forgive you. I don't want you to 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 be uh, considered sinners on my behalf." Okay, but but everybody is forgives pachos mishavar. Everybody's Rav Levi Tzigbradichev for less than a less than a shavar pruta. And the, and the the author, which is the Sefer Achinuch, wrote here, that there's a certain generosity of the descendants of Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and Mochelo, so he forgives it. He doesn't want it at all. I don't want to get my my uh, my my lesson of Shavarputa. So these are the two approaches to what might be the issue of why it is that Pachos Mishavar Pruta doesn't have a, a, a mitzvah of Hashavah, doesn't have a mitzvah of, of returning, uh, and you'll and it doesn't have the 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 like the Rambam says, even though it's prohibited, but the but the Isser of Lotignovu uh and and the Isser of, of Lotigzol only apply to a to a Shavar Pruta and on. Uh, two approaches. One is because it's like it's like a pachos mikatir. It's under the shear. It's under the 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 halachic amount. Every mitzvah, every avera has has certain parameters. So here the parameter is from a pruta and on, and uh, the same way that uh, that pork would be uh, a lashes on pork is only going to be from a kezayit and on, and and the mitzvah of matzahs is eating a kezayit. He's eating an olive's worth. Uh, whereas there is another approach that says the reason why there's no mitzvah of hashava, there's no mitzvah of returning less than a shava pruta, less than a pruta's worth, is because the 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 victim of the theft forgives that amount. Now the minchas chino, you see him like like you see the 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 gears turning very quickly, and he gives you a a, a bunch of nafkaminas, a bunch of practical ramifications between these two approaches. Now this is a, a classic example of the general broad strokes of 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 a uh, of a uh, a hakira and the achronim. A, a a conceptual discussion, a conceptual question, raising two different approaches uh, to to the core of a particular din, and then seeing how there might be ramifications to it. Uh, what we will not do here, uh, which I'm not yet equipped to do on this sugya, is to is to as it would say, you know, cross our t's and dot our i's to go through every sugya and see how everybody would be able to work with all the with all the. Uh, uh, with all the approaches, and I would, I would also point out that there is a a, a lot of literature on this topic. Uh, two things I want to point out: one is that there's a there's a piece um, in the Kilos Yaakov in the Stipler on this topic, and and I saw the beginnings of a tshuva where where of Menashe Klein, the the author of Mishnah Halachos. Um, 
so the many volumes of, of Mishnah Alokos. So he writes a long, a long letter of, of a poetic thanks and reverence to the stipler for sending him the Sefer Kiilos Yaakov. Um, and, uh, and then he writes, he has a long discussion about, about the, uh, the the stipler's discussion about pachos mishavapruta about theft less than a shavapruta where he brings up this issue of 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 these two approaches to to uh, to stealing less than a pruta uh, and then the the mishnah also uh, uh, brings up brings up the idea the issue of of the uh, uh, of the uh, the food cart that we mentioned. Just to see a couple of them. What about a, a deaf mute, which was considered like a shota, like somebody who was, also didn't have dat, or a katan or a child? They're not able to forgive. That it would follow that if somebody stole from a, from a child, from a deaf mute, from a shota, so, uh, so they, would, they would have to return. Now, uh, okay, there's an issue of, of who am I going to return to? It could be that you would you would save the money, hold on to the money, and when the child got older, you would give it to him. I'm just throwing out an idea. Oh, let's see you borrow from some, you, you steal from somebody. Um, something is worth less than a shavapruta. Uh, let's say somebody's got a, a a collection, and even collectors wouldn't pay a, a more than a shuffle. But he's got some for for some reason, some subjective, uh, special connection to his collection of uh, to his his pebble collection, and each pebble is really not worth a shuffle. But he's collected these pebbles, and uh, and he's I'm not mochel. I'm not forgiving. I'm not forgiving. So if you hold that it's pachos mikashir, it's still pachos mikashir. It's under a shir. It's under the amount. It's less than a pruta, and therefore there's no obligation. But if you say that the issue is that the we usually assume that the owner doesn't uh, doesn't uh, forgive, but here you know the owner is not forgiving. Oh, begneva, where there was a theft, and the and the victim of the theft doesn't know. The whole nature of geneva is that you steal when somebody's not looking. So, so to lo machal to have shalomidas, he's not able to forgive because it's similar to yehu shalomidat. What happens if uh, Yehosh is a person? Let's say somebody lost something, so he gives up hope on ever finding. Let's say a person doesn't know he lost something, but if he were to know, he would have given up hope on ever finding. So that's the Gemara's ex- ex- uh, uh, example of. Of Yehoshalomidas, and uh, that's a machlokas abay v'rava, um, and, and in the beginning of Elu Metzius imke nafka minav gadole. So that could be also an example. Uh, and the Gemara, the Gemara says sorachion al Rambam dilidvar vein sorach lahashi v'shupam. The Rambam seems to say in a very blanket way that a person doesn't have to return. Well, if he aniramayashas. Like it seems from that passage in the Gemara that connects under a pruta with forgiving. There are times when you're going to be obligated to return, like I wrote. Now, there's the right, the Raman writes in a blanket way, and it seems to be connected with it's pachos mikashir, it's under a shir. 
גם נפקא מינא הם גזל פחוס משבר פרוטה וניסייקר בשבר פרוטה. What happens if somebody stole something that was under a פרוטה? Let's say, let's say seasonal fruit that on when, when it's the season, Uh, let's say one fruit would be under a pruta and on the off season, it would be very, very expensive. So let's say you, you, uh, you stole something and then, and then it was under a pruta and then the prices went way up or there was something, some market fluctuation on something and the prices went way up and now it's worth a pruta. According to the approach that it's not an issue of mechila, it's not an issue of forgiveness and generosity, There's no positive mitzvah because it's underneath the amount that the mitzvah applies to. It's possible that it, it became more valuable in the, in the owner's reshus. The owner, the owner doesn't now have his object. You have it. But it's still owned by him. But you ha- it's under your control, but it's owned by him. And so in his reshus, in the owner's uh, domain, it became more valuable. Kihu shalan nixel, because it really belongs to the, to the victim of the theft still. And now the owner would be able to take it back. Even though it could be that there's no mitzvah of, of returning, Uh, because at the time he stole, it wasn't a Shavar Pruta. It still belongs to him. Like any theft object that became more valuable, and it's still owned by the victim of the theft. The same thing. It gets, it gets more valuable. But if you say that the whole issue is... Is forgiving. Imkain takeeth machal. He gave up. He forgave right away. That's the way it works. Oh, oh, lesson is the person's right away is machal. Vahavale shala gazlan, and then it transfers when he gives up. When he says, "Oh, I forgive it," it's basically now owned by the gazlan by the thief. Ve'omed bershut, so it's in his possession. Ve'ushalo, and it's his. Vafiluni siyakarim, and even if even if it went way up, uh, it's now owned by the gazlan. And and uh, and and he would be able to keep it. So that's that's another practical nafkamina. Now, in this practical nafkamina, it would end up that there would be a hashava, there would be a mitzvah of returning according to the approach that that pachos mishava pruta less than a shava pruta less than a pruta's worth is a shiur is is under the shear. Uh, whereas according to the mechila approach, according to the forgiveness approach, you. You would not have to return it. Um, again, that when you forgive, that means there's a transfer, there's an immediate transfer of ownership. Let's say at that moment, a person, after he stole less than a pruta, forget about the case where it got more valuable. A normal case, he stole less than a shava pruta, you hold the machila approach. Let's say a person then would take another half pruta and take those two half prutas together and be Mikadish a woman with it. Iyatam machmas mechila. And, and by the way, Kiddushin has to be a shava pruta. So Iyatam machmas mechila. If the whole reason behind this 
Pachus Mishava Pruta is not obligated in, in the midst of Hashava Sakzela of returning the, the, the stolen object. If it's because of forgiveness, Havishalo, that half Pruta already belongs to the, to the person who stole it. And, and the woman would be Mikudeshis because he took a Pruta of his, a half Pruta which he stole and then became his, and another half Pruta which was already his. If you say that that Pachos Mishavaputa doesn't obligate ab, operate through forgiveness, but rather it's less than a shear. So there's no mitzvah to return it. It belongs to the victim of the theft, even though it's now in the domain of the thief. It would end up that that woman would not be Mikudeshis. And there's a great nafkamina, great practical ramification, in my opinion. Connectedness, connecting again. When when there's an uh, when there's a shiur, when there's an uh, 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 an amount. So, uh, let's say let's say you're you you want to uh, connect the various aspects of a of a maisei of an act of eating. So let's say somebody ate pork, but he nibbled a little bit of pork, and then and then he waited a minute. And he nibbled a little more pork, and then he waited another minute, and a little, a little more pork, and 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 he got to a kizayis over like three hours, somehow. So it's true that he ate a certain quantity of pork. He ate a kizayit of pork. He ate an olive's worth, but it was spread out over too much time. More than what we call kadei achilas pras, the amount it takes to eat a pras, which which there are different shiurim for that. Uh, um, if I remember correctly, the range is like somewhere around uh, under four minutes to somewhere around nine minutes. Um, but uvimeila, when it comes to uh, stealing from hegdish, kaimalan. That if a person amassed uh, illegal benefit from Hegdish up to a Shavarpruta, even over a long period of time, you end up being Chayev. Even though there we, we learn it out from a Pasuk, we learn it out from, from the word, an extra word by the word, uh, uh, an extra, this, this extra expression. We learn it out from Truma. Let's look at theft now. Will uh, quantities of Pachos Mishavapruta gather together to make up a shear? If you're going to say that Amounts in general are a halachalamoshumisine, that's pure oral Torah, like a kazayat, like a kabetza, like a reviz, etc. Imkain begozel pachosmi shavapruta meachar ayom, uviyom machar od pachosmi pruta. Let's say today you you steal less than a pruta. Then tomorrow you steal another less than a pruta. Bafilu lizman meruba, even if it's over a long period of time, mitzaref, it will gather together. It will it will be mitzaref. You were able to amass uh, a shear over that period of time. Hain shavara lalav, both with regards to transgressing the negative prohibition, 
as we saw that Lotig Zola and Lotig Nov, those two prohibitions against theft and robbery are are uh, are biblically only from Shava Pruta and on. And also you'd be obligated in returning to Lamalo. Why not? If you're going to say that that you're not obligated to return, not because it's under the shear, but rather because we assume that the owner forgives such a small quantity. In order to be obligated to return, you would have to steal a a shava pruta, a pruta's worth at once. Right away, the owner gives up, the owner forgives. And in every half pruta, there's going to be another forgiving. It doesn't gather together. You would not have to return uh, unless, you, unless you stole a shava pruta at once. So, so now we are able from the Mishnah, from the Minchas uh, to get an answer to our question about the grape. That our case of will the fellow who day by day would would each day steal a a, a shavar a pachos pruta less than a pruta from the fruit stand, which was prohibited, but will he have an obligation of hashava? Will he have an obligation of of returning it? So. It is very likely, says the Minchas Chinuch, according to his approach. Again, Lahalach Lamaisi, you would have to ask this Shaila, but uh, he would say that this is a nafkamina. This is the practical ramification of the of the hakir, of that conceptual investigation that the that the Minchas Chinuch presented. Because if the reason why there's no obligation to, to uh, the mitzvah of hashava, the mitzvah of returning stolen objects, doesn't apply to less than a shava pruta, is because it's under the shear. You could theoretically uh, gather together a number of 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 under prutas, and eventually would make up a shear. Whereas, uh, if a person would um, would uh, if 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 the whole uh, the whole reason there's no mitzvah shava there's not a mitzvah to return is because of forgiveness. So so then the person definitely would not have to do hashava would not have to do re, uh, uh, returning because each time that he stole a little, it was um, it was uh, uh, forgiven. I just want to ask a question. Let's say a person. Uh, let's say a, 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 a person from Sodom would take a brick every day. And every day go to a different, uh, a different building site, he'd take one brick. And eventually he's got enough bricks to build his wall. So those bricks definitely, according to the non-Mechilic approach, according to the Pachos Mikashir approach, would be mitzdarek, would gather together and then he would, he would, he would now have a chiyu vashab, he would have an obligation. But what about grapes where somebody took a grape, ate it, that grape's not in the world anymore. The second day, he took another grape and ate it. That grape's not in the world any, anymore. So each time the, the grape was stolen, but then destroyed, but then be made into non-existence. So, so I don't know that he would be... Uh, that those would be mitzdarif. I'm, 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 I'm opening up the question. Um, uh, if he would, 
if you would steal uh, every day, he'd steal a, a, a pistachio nut, and he and he'd say, "Listen, I'm not, I'm going to sit and eat one pistachio nut. I'm going to keep taking one. After ten days, I'll have ten pistachio nuts. Then I'll sit and I'll eat pistachio nuts. So that would probably be mitzvah. Would would gather together, and it would be considered." something that he would now have an obligation to return. But what if he just ate it every day and there was no longer in the, in the world? So maybe that is not, is not mitzvah. So, so that is what I wanted to, uh, to share with you today about this topic of, of stealing less than a pruta.